Welcome back to another episode of Good Books, Bad Banter. I'm your first host, Maddie, and... I'm Tori. And we're so happy that you're back again with us for our first ever episode talking about a real, true book. We are talking about the love hypothesis today, which is all maddie because she loves this book and she forced me to read it so <laughs> she's like you need to read i told her she needed to read it from the get-go um the other what a few months ago we went to the beach and that's when i was reading it and i have a physical copy of it tori listened to it mm-hmm. and i you knew you saw me i couldn't put that book down yeah we were both reading different things at the time but <laughs> so when we went on our beach trip there was multiple like bedrooms that we could have chose from tori and i opted and chose the rooms with bed bunks bed bugs <laughs> bunk beds you fool <laughs> don't tell our listeners we're dirty oh my god <laughs> bunk beds <I> was- <laughs> bed bugs shut the fuck up okay I anyways I i'll take over it. from here bed bunks instead of bunk beds wow that's embarrassing anyways, anyways. you were reading it well yes. into well, we, the evening well, yeah we read until like 3 4 a.m yeah we both stayed up late and it was i mean i good. had to stay up late because at that time i was reading the sex scene so i was like we're not weird you can't you stop can't bed so all right so we're gonna start off um this episode and kind of give us your or give you guys our star rating and a little synopsis of the book in the very beginning. Um, if you haven't read it yet, which I'd be so I'm would be surprised if you haven't read it yet. This book is very popular. Very popular, and a lot of people end up loving it very quickly. Um, so, star rating. What would you give it? Um, I'm gonna give it a three point five. Okay, that's a solid solid rating. Yeah, I feel like I I really liked it, but it wasn't like the most compelling book I've ever read. Right. Um, I think it satisfied a lot of, like, like cutesy, you know, superficial. Yeah. Like, it was a romance. Like, I mm-hmm. took it for what it was and, like, 100%. It. 100%. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I totally enjoyed it. Loved it for what it was. It's right. super easy to read. Super easy to get through. Or, yeah. or listen to if you're like me. But, mm. um. I, I give it a, I think I give it a four. Four stars. Yeah. Four to five. Because I liked it in some aspects, in some aspects, but there were a few things that, there's a lot, actually, let me, I'm redacting that. There was a lot of things in this book that I was very cringe about, and also just couldn't get over. Because I screamed a lot about this book. I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I would read certain parts. So, um, for a little small synopsis, if you don't know what the love hypothesis is about, um, basically, we follow Olive, who is a PhD student working at um, Stanford for pancreatic cancer, and she has a best friend who um, ends up liking or kind of connecting with the guy that she's seeing at the moment, and the guy, his name is Jeremy. She um, doesn't really feel like a true connection with him, but when she saw Jeremy with her, her friend best on, friend on, they were like, oh my god, you need to be together, because it was like instant instantaneous love yeah. sort of thing and so to try and convince on that she's not actually in love with jeremy she she says tells she's like on, on a date she's somewhere on a date. else yeah right and instead she goes to the lab 
on a Saturday night thinking that she's not obviously not going to be there because it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, at 11 o'clock at night, she bumps into on and she's like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be on a date right now. And so she just kisses the first guy she sees. And like just, any sane, normal person would. Right. Just turns to the guy. Can I kiss you? And lays it on him. Yep. Exactly. Come to find out that the person that she ended up just sucking face with is the known, as uh, Ali Hazelwood would say, the known ass in the <laughs> science department at Dr. Adam Carlson. So in there, um, that kind of ensues the fake dating, like start of the fake dating story or mm-hmm. the story of having to kind of convince on that yeah i am dating this person and you should totally go out with jeremy so uh that's basically the very beginning of the premise of the story it obviously evolves from that um but it's pretty good i i really enjoyed it i really liked it i when i first heard about it i actually heard about it on a youtube video mm. and um because i get really obsessed over youtube and i have a bunch of youtubers that i follow um that have book instagram or book instagrams and book channels <clears throat> excuse me and the first one that I saw, or the first time I ever saw it, was for a book of the month ad, and that was one of the picks that they had chosen. Mm. And she, at the time, the book tuber that I was watching doesn't actually do romance, or like she doesn't like romance books, and she loved like ate this book in a day, less than that. Yeah, it's so easy to get through. It is. It the writing is very easy, and it's very laid back, and even if it is like kind of scientific and educational at times i think ali hazelwood does a really good job of making it very like palatable Mm -hmm. but excuse me but anyways that was kind of the whole gist of the actual book and where i learned from it from and obviously tori heard me ranting and raving i'm like you have to read this book about it at the beach yes so it took me a minute but i read it and Now we're going to discuss it in depth. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, please uh, um, click out of the pod. Or if you're down to hear a spoiler because you don't give a shit, keep listening. Stick around with us. But if not, go read the book and then come back because we've got a lot of things we got to say about it. So many things. So. But OK, so we start off with Olive. Like, obviously, it's fr- it's like immediate. She kisses him, I think, on like page 20 or maybe not no. even. It's at the very beginning. It's the very beginning. It's the first page. Yes. Um, She's like, oh, my God, what did I just do? <laughs> she thinks of that after the fact. Yeah. Never in my life would I think random person turn to them. I will kiss you to explain away a very explainable situation. As in our, the date I'm supposed to be on right now on because on sees her in the hallway, obviously, at the lab. Right. She's like, what are you doing? Ended already, and I decided to come get some work done. Oh, because such a simple solution. Because a date doesn't normally go on until 11 p.m. at night. Like, if you're going and you're leaving at, like, 6, more than likely you probably are, like, part ways at, like, 9 or yeah. 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- there was – from the get-go, this situation could have been completely avoided. But – we all know most book situations can be avoided, especially the fake date ones. Fair. It's just we got to play into the plot. Otherwise, there's right. no story. Exactly. So we just got to run story. with it. It's not reality. Always have to remember that. Just take the books for what they are. Um, but yeah, so she starts off and she's like, OK, so thanks for doing that. Because on leaves, right? 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. Bye. And he's like, so technically I could title nine your ass. And he was like, no, you can't. And she's like, he's like, yeah, I totally could. Because you just technically assaulted me in the hallway. And she's like, I could have sworn I would have like thought that you said yes. And she, he's like, nope, I did not. <laughs> he's like, so let me just go write up that, you know, report or whatever. And I think in the moment, once you like get to know Adam later on in the book, mm-hmm. um, because even from the get go, you're supposed to know that he's like moody, not nice, very unapproachable sort of thing. And I think in the moment he was trying to be he's funny. Being, he's being funny and he she's trying, not getting no, it. Yeah, no, he's trying to be funny and he she obviously doesn't know who he is. So she thinks that he's being completely serious about going to report her for a title nine and she's like no no absolutely not so i just can't imagine that feeling and like that sinking feeling you're like shit (laughs) what did i do and then at the end she's like okay yeah like totally that's in your right like i'm so sorry and like literally sprints out of the like building and he's like no wait no No, I'm really in love with you. No, really, I've been pining over you for three years. Please don't go. <laughs> don't go. Which, wh- how come he couldn't make a move in that long of time? Because he's a pussy. <laughs> Y'all are what you eat. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I have some issues with Olive being as naive as she is. And I've told you about this, too, that Ali Hazelwood likes to um, make her female characters a specific, like, trope and type. Yeah. And um, if you guys have ever read the stem, Steminet, stem, Steminist. Steminist. Steminist novellas, um, they're just on audiobook right now. They're short. They're, like, three or four hours. And they're really cute and entertaining. But the same tropes of women and of man like of the man mm-hmm. is the same yeah and i wish she would put a little bit more diversity in that sense because all of these women are like tiny like they're petite like they're described as petite and little and you know kind of vulnerable sort of thing mm-hmm. and then all the men are described as broad and big and sizable and you're like come on there are more tropes and there's more descriptors that you can use for people nowadays even in like fantasy or like not fantasy romance oh 100 percent that you can do they don't all have to be skinny little women who go on runs every day i read that part again and i was like yeah they're both runners yeah she has an obsession with running because like she must run she probably if you don't know ali hazelwood is actually um like a neuroscientist she's not a writer she does this as a hobby and which i think is crazy and awesome that she got as famous and as popular as she did um but at the same time i think there's some very problematic like tropes in that that I think maybe that just she is Italian also, so maybe that's just kind of like what the, the dream is, like you know, yeah. for her. True. Or maybe she's writing, like you said, maybe she's writing about herself. Yeah, like putting herself in those kinds of shoes and like in that perspective, because yeah. you kind of you have to write what you know in some instances. Like it's best to write what you know. Yeah. Or like maybe 
I mean, yeah. Write what you know or what you want, I guess. Like what you fantasize about. Yeah. Like what you've, yeah, your own desires. Because you have to stem them from somewhere else. That's why writing fantasy is so hard because everything is made up. Yeah. Instead of you, like you can put yourself in this kind of situation, I guess. Or at least in a romantic situation. Right. And see yourself like what you want, what you wouldn't want. Right, what person hasn't had, like, a little romantic daydream and or actual dream, and then they can just, like, transpose it into, like, you know, a romance novel. Right, exactly. And even to go one step further, if people didn't know, this book is actually a fan fiction, a Star Wars fan fiction of Kylo Ren and Rhea, is that her name, or Rey? Rey. I always want to say Rhea, Um, of Rey. And you can even, now that you... Now that I say that, and I'm looking at the cover of the, like, book, like, it looks like them. It could be Kylo Ren. I mean, yeah. Like, that could be Adam Driver. Oh, yeah. I can totally see (laughs) it. I can totally see it. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he looks more like Adam Driver. The girl, she kind of whatever, but she's a little more tan. Anyways, but uh, besides that, so continuing on with the story, was there anything that, like, you just couldn't get over? Like, you just couldn't deal with? Um, I mean, should we just kind of, like, go through the notes that you and I made? Sure. And that way we can go in order of the book, because yeah. there's so much th- to say. There is. Sorry, that was my bad. Um, um, I think we talked about this, um, just while we were, like, preparing for the episode and stuff, but I want a slutty steminist so bad. Yes. I want a slutty one. Again, that goes to the point that of us saying that they're naive and, like, and, very and innocent. Yeah, the trope all. of naive. Yeah. Naive, sunshine, and grumpy, experienced people. <laughs> what? Nothing. Um, I, I'm just looking at my notes because since I listened, I had to just write down my thoughts as I went, and I can't, like, read the passage and then, like, talk about how I feel about it or whatever. Um, one of my first things is mango frappuccino with the question mark because I was like, what the fuck is a mango frappuccino? And that's why I was like, this is where I think the cultural difference comes from because maybe they have that in Italy. Okay, true, maybe. You know how, like, McDonald's is better everywhere else other than America? Yeah. Maybe that's the, like, they have frappuccino or something. I also read that part and I was like. I know. I'm it like, never registered. A mango frappuccino? Are you talking about a smoothie? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Either way, I, I read that and I was just, or listened. Well, that, and then and later was, on she like, orders what? a fucking unicorn frappuccino or whatever. And I'm yeah. Like, oh. I think that's a real thing, though. It like, is. Like, I've heard of that. It is. But, but like, still. At 26, it just plays into that, like, naive, young, childish, childlike mind, mind, which also sometimes creeps me out. Yeah. So. It wasn't heavy in the book by any means. No, no, no. And but it was there's just touches. Right. Yeah. And, you know, who am I to say? Maybe that's your inner child having a fucking unicorn frappuccino and you just Hell love yeah. a little I mean, sugary snacky drink. Right. Maybe but. I should just maybe I should just not say that. Because, exactly, some people like what they like. I know. Not. It's just my brain, especially with later on how they talk about the unicorn socks. We'll get to that part. But, like, oh that was just, like, something I noticed multiple times. And I was like. Mm-hmm. You're like, no. oh, okay. Noted. Sick. Um, But. Then the next note I have is the lecture scene. But what are your sticky... Uh, Maddie made, like, little sticky tabs in her book. My little tabs. So I want to compare, like... Like, tablets. What Um, she has versus I have for the notes. 
I, I, so I tabbed every single time that she mentioned that he was big and brawny mm. and large and too big for the room and <laughs> too big <laughs> just for, so big just so big he's so big because there are no other descriptor words other than being big and large and broad and brawny and gloomy and an asshole and an asshole she literally says i counted it she literally calls olive calls adam mm-hmm. a known ass at least seven times before she actually knows him like before she she's like oh the known ass oh yeah right and she's talking to him and he's like being just plain like normal just normal oh yeah never mind the plain really projecting onto him the The known ass stereotypes that the school has uh created about him right and then we also meet some other characters like malcolm and Mm -hmm. on which on plays a huge significant role in this book because obviously the entire plot line is centered around making sure that she is convinced that olive is not in love with jeremy right and I have a few choice words to say about On. Yeah, Maddie fucking hates On. I hate her. I don't like her. I don't like her because I think she came off. I think she was written too aggressive. Yeah. Too aggressive. I feel like she was trying to be the wing woman, but instead came off as like too pushy. Yeah, like almost bullying. And a little bit. Yeah. Because she would be like, why wouldn't you do that? Just pushing all of when she isn't comfortable. Right. And like. In the very beginning, there's, like, this glowing, you know, description of who she is. And she's such a strong woman. And she's, like, the developer of STEM, of women in STEM organizations and BIPOC women in STEM and organizations, like, support stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's just, like, described as this fierce woman. And, like, you're, like, shit, I want this badass female on my team. She seems really cool. But then she does stuff, like, you should sit on his lap, Olive. Like, she's like, no, actually, can you sit on his lap? Because, like, that way I don't have to stand on my toes because that would be great. She literally says that in the book. Mm. She's like, no, I want, yeah, you should definitely sit on his lap because that way I can have, like, more room. And then the sunscreen whole shit, like, whole bit. There's the sunscreen debacle and then there's also the truck moving debacle. Yes. And, like, making And they're, like, immediately, like, after Making all of kiss Adam, like, in front of everybody yeah which was so uncomfortable and no one would actually do anyways even if they were dating right like i don't think i would ever have a, like if you and i if you're being my wing woman you're like matt you should go kiss that girl and you're like no i no like i don't really want no you should go kiss her like yeah. you need to go kiss her like why wouldn't you do that like obviously you need to go it's like the, it's the like the two try rule almost like i'm making this up as i go right i don't actually have a rule like this but like right you say oh my god you should go do this and then like no you know like sometimes there's always that like "Mm." it's an unspoken rule and then you say are you sure like it'd be really cute or like that's your your person like go and you're like no not right now then you're like okay like whatever like yeah don't push someone so hard that they feel like oh my god if i don't do this like am i being weird yeah, because she, know. like, I feel like she made her feel very insecure yeah. about what she was doing. And, of course, yes, Olive put herself in this situation. We get it. But at the same time, I feel like On just really just went over the edge way too much on those, like, the sunscreen, the lap, um, and what else? Oh, the car. And then whenever she comes back from dinner and she's like, hey, where the hell were you at the conference and stuff? And she's like, oh, well, 
we have to tell you everything that happened because oh. guess what? Um, Malcolm, you know, oh, well, it's not my story. Malcolm, you go and tell him. And so Malcolm starts telling. She's like, yeah, so I basically. And then she interjects and she's like, he slept with Holden. And she's like, on literally, you just noted that this was not your story to tell. And then you like. Commu- and then you took over the. Yeah the end yeah she's just being very i think you're right i think she was definitely supposed to be a wing woman or written as a a wing woman and then came off overpowering yeah for sure i mean she kind ali hazelwood makes up for it a little bit at the very end where she has on basically apologized and been like wow i was being really stupid wasn't i and oliver's like yeah just a little bit yeah and i get like i don't like how it was kind of interject, like, just put in there for, like, face, to keep face more than anything. Mm-hmm. I wished it would have been, like, Olive kind of coming and telling On, like, On, what the hell are you doing? Like, you literally have made me feel so insecure these days. Like, why are you keep pushing for things that are not cool? Because she just would let it happen, and then everything would go back to normal. So Olive mm-hmm. didn't really speak up for herself either. No. So, but Olive is also a compulsive liar. Yes, 100%. I literally have a note about that. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. We got to go back to the notes. We got to go back to the notes. Um, one thing I said. Okay. We said the lecture scene, see on the lap. Mm-hmm. Also, just, it was so sexual. The tension. I loved that part. Yes. Like, we let I did on like that. overpower that scene. But once she was sitting on his lap, it was scrumdilliumptious. <laughs> We kind of have a love-hate rela- – or I have a love-hate relationship with Ann because she did drive the plot. Like, she did right, drive of those. course, yeah. Without the pushy friend, like, we're not going to see the relationship, like, advance in certain ways. That. Um, yeah, that too. But I literally, like – the. I wish we could have had his perspective in that moment, though, because – Oh, my gosh. Yes. The entire so book. The entire I was, book, we needed his perspective. Yes. It was – I feel like this book, like we said, um, this whole book is a fan fiction. And you can kind of tell, like, the the writing is very easy. Like, it's very easy to consume sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And because she's not technically a writer, this is just what she does for her hobby. I think if it would have been a little bit more well-developed, making a point of, like, a second point of view mm. as a book. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like that would have really just been, like, the cherry on top. I would. I think this really would have elevated the book to like a four point five. Yeah, maybe I also just five. love dual points of view because I you mean, get to yes. learn so much. I feel like you get a better Ugh. sense of who those characters are, and you love them for who they are, not just because of what you see in from the main character's perspective. Right. You get to like develop your own opinions about them because then you get to see their inner workings in their head and their doubts and fears. And yeah. Like, no. Although I already developed my own opinions about characters, even oh with for sure the one because I don't always obviously agree with the narrator's idea of things. Idea, right. Um, let's see what else do I have? <clears throat> um, when she texted him, "Well, fuck you," because that dude came <gasps> for her. Yeah. Um, about dating him, I was like. Girl, you should have shut that man the fuck down and you should not have said fuck you to Adam because that's so rude. Like, yes. he didn't do shit. Oh, you're like, I get and understand that he obviously is not a very well-liked, nice, well-liked professor. professional. Yeah, right. Like, we get it. We we understood that the five times that it said <laughs> that he was the, the known ass of the science department. But besides that, 
like that's not your place no that's not your place to say well like well fuck you for being to a faculty like the like, boss. Like just, let's like, just remember. So she can stand up to no one but him, basically. She he's the Literally. only person she like stands up to. That's a good point. Yes, because like she is spineless to everybody else. Yeah. But when it comes to Adam, she's like, Well, you're not gonna ruffle my feathers. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit much. It's a bit interesting to see like the dynamics between everybody in this. Right. Book. I think it's like and also at the same time, I don't think if like if you really liked Adam and you're trying to get to know him and stuff and be like, look, I understand like you have issues with him, but your issue is with him, not with me. Yeah. And just because I am with him doesn't change how he's going to grade your papers or whatever. Right. Like, don't take your of course, little like, toxic issue out on me. Right. And also, and he, of was a, the, and he was a man. Of course, <laughs> the man comes for the woman dating the man who gave him the bad grades. Like, that makes right. no fucking sense, except for to a moronic it's just, man. That is just a power trip because he can't. Yes. Because he's just, just someone he can bully when he's right. feeling shitty. Because he can't bully the person who actually just said all that to him because he's in a higher position right. of power. So he's like, oh, well, I'm going to fucking take down your man or take down your girl. And, and tell her Adam makes it clear from like very early on that he. Never says something about the people, only about the work. work. Right. Which is so valid. Like, he's not like, you're a bad person. You can't do this. You're stupid. He's like, no, you need to fix, fix. this because it was wrong. That, and it doesn't, and it'll make your argument stronger. Exactly. And I get, and I get, trust me, I get that sometimes tough love isn't always the best way to go. Right. And there's always a way, I truly believe there's always a way to be tactful and like what you're trying to say. Yeah. And you can be direct, but you don't have to be harsh. So maybe that's what they were trying to get at. Is he's is like, like he's just like was. And obviously, we learn unfiltered. a little bit of that backstory as it goes on. Right, we learned that man, you know, he kind of had a really shitty advisor that was brutal and pit a, pit each other, him and his friends and his cohort like together yeah. to get funding and stuff. So he's like scarred for life. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Right. Of it is thoughts a lot. It's about interesting. It is. It is. Uh, but okay. What else do I have written down? Um, I also. <laughs> I just can't. I just have so many notes about how much I hate on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I just. That's just another thing. I just can't. I was but. gonna say the next note I have is the cafe scene where he overhears her. Is, who was like, he talking? Who was she, she talking to? She was talking to Malcolm. She's talking she? to Malcolm. Yeah. Yes, because she, about how he, she's in like, love with Adam. Emergency. Yes. And Adam over here is thinking that she's in love with Jeremy. Jeremy still. Yeah. Which makes no Which sense because was. she told Adam that she didn't have any feelings for Jeremy. Right. And well, we had talked about this too. That this is another trope that Allie Hazelwood likes a lot is miscommunication. Oh my God! Yeah. And it, this whole book is that. Yeah. I mean, all of her every books, single scene. every all of her books are like that, unfortunately, and it sucks because. Oh my god! Yeah, and like I said, I hope that maybe she's not a one trick pony. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that this is just the format that she likes to that she di- diverts to. Yeah. But yes, the miscommunication trope just irritates me because if you would just be a normal, like adult woman, and just tell him no that's wrong because what what would she lose 
at that moment from saying that she's like, no, I just was talking about somebody else. It could have right. been Jeremy. She didn't even have it to say, been I'm talking about you. you. She could have been, no, not Jeremy, someone else. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything. So my notes on this part where she says to him that, or like he, she lies about him, her not being in love with him or whatever. She goes, or I say, I hate her smiley face with like <laughs> daggers in parentheses. Yours like with sparkles. I hate her. Yes. And then I go, why would she fucking lie? And then my next note is, God fucking damn it, Dave. That's God literally what went through my head when I read Dave. that part. I was like, you're fucking joking me. Yeah. No. I, I completely, completely, completely agree. And then I say, this bitch is a compulsive liar. Yes. Yes. I mean, she is. This whole book is based on her lying. Lying time and then, after time. Even at the end, she acknowledges no more, more lies. Lying. I was, I was like, like, we love a con- <laughs> we love a constructive protagonist. <laughs> Progress. Uh, growth. Progress. Growth. All that. I can't. But I did like, though, I did like olive as a character like besides her lying i did like her yeah i do find her like i could relate to her a little bit just because of like academia or whatever Mm -hmm. and like having to turn stuff in and being worried that you're never good enough for this or like you can never be the potential that you think that you can be because she's talking about her like pancreatic research and stuff that she's doing for her mom and whatnot but I did like her and I liked how she was very unapologetic about like any kind of her situation as being an, a grad student or a postdoc student. Yeah, whatever and not having is. a lot of money. And right. Not having a lot stuff. of money and not being ashamed of the fact that she didn't have a car. And when Adam was like, I'll just walk you to your car. It makes me feel better. She's like, actually, I ride a bike, homie. And he's like, there are no bike lanes. She's like, I, I live on the edge and I have a and I have a helmet. So we're good. But, you know. Having that and being very realistic at it, you know, about it, mm-hmm. of how she lives and how, you know, her economic situation is. Yeah. I really enjoyed. I actually really thoroughly enjoyed. I also, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I never got the vibe that Adam was an asshole the entire Me time. Me either. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Bro, just I didn't feel like he was an asshole at all the entire no, time. I just the only he... time he must be is literally when he's giving constructive fucking criticism to his and the thing fucking is, is students. We, and the thing is, is, we never see that either. No. Like, we never see him, like, hear how he talks, what exactly he says, how I mean, he says it. I mean, we get a glimpse of it with because Malcolm had him as a professor or whatever. Yeah. But we don't even but super like, learn about, like, why he thinks he's an Malcolm asshole. Malcolm just is like butthurt at the fact that he's like he just tore it apart and told me to do it all over again because it's not strong enough yeah which maybe she did that on purpose so that he was really actually likable and we realize like he's not an asshole i guess i don't know but like even from the get-go i did not i just thought he was just being like a plain normal Super dude normal. Yeah, yeah like i don't i never saw him as grumpy besides that one time that oh hold on hold on That's Take it okay. away. So, anyways, what were we saying? Uh, you're talking about how he's not an asshole. And he oh never yeah, was. yeah. Okay, I'm glad that I wasn't the only one to think that. Like, immediately, like never really did yeah. I ever think that he was. Even when she was arguing was with him mean. over the text, like he was still being nice. I felt like whatever. Anyways, and then he text. He goes on that work trip and he texts her. I wish you were here. I know. I was like, okay, bitch. He ain't an asshole. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Can we talk minimum. about? Oh my god. 
asshole. Can we talk? <laughs> text, I miss you text. And it's like, I love him. <laughs> okay, can we talk about also when she took him? I thought this was the fucking cutest scene. When she took him to go get his flu shot and he was scared of needles. Oh, yeah. That I thought that was cute. just very heartwarming. And then he texts her and he's like, my arm hurts. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's like, from the shot? And he's like, you never said it would hurt this bad. <laughs> I mean, vibes. I hate shots and they do hurt. So I relate. Yeah, I relate. I, I have a very, like, better relationship with needles now. When I was a kid. I mean, when you're a kid, you hate needles. Most kids do. I still fucking hate them. So I would I mean, literally be I have Adam. To lo- I have to just look away. Oh, that would be me right now as a 27 year old adult there woman. Are, no, there are times that I have to kind of mentally prepare myself that I'm going to get a shot. Just Ugh. even now. Oh, not I'm about like, it. okay, it's okay. Me out. <laughs> gay. Okay, Adam. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, and then Holden spills the tea on Adam and how he's a better person now yes. that she's around and that he's been into her for forever. And then she's like, oh, there's another woman. Mm. I was like, Babe. You're so smart and you Babe. cannot connect the dots. Literally, she couldn't. And it really irritated me. I was like, honey, again, feeding into the naive yeah. like type and trope. It's just like, come on. I understand that there is it literally t- I mean, there's like a saying, like, if you're really smart, like book smart, you're not always street smart and like common sense smart. Right. I think that goes beyond common sense. <laughs> I think just been when literally Holden is like he has loved you for three years and he has never said shit to you. Yeah. So. And then um, let's see, flipping the page to my next, my next point. Um, let's see. Why did I just lose my spot? Okay. Mm. Well, let me look at mine too. Oh, okay, yeah. So Holden's telling her all this stuff, and he says that he's better now she's around. And this is my first time I was, I wrote down, like, fuck Tom. Like, this dude's going to be an asshole. Yes. Okay. I mean, you can kind of tell from the beginning he's going to be, like, the villain or whatever. Okay, I actually. the first time I wrote it down, I was like, I already know this man's going to be the issue. Actually, I did not think that. Really? Not, no. I really didn't think it. And, but. I kind of started, like, it just didn't register, I don't think. Because mm-hmm. he even says, like, Adam says Tom has a lot of girlfriends in a lot of different places. He literally, uh, like, I quotes that. that um, to Olive. Hmm. So I was like, okay, well, he must be a player or some shit. But I didn't think it was going to go to the point to where he was going to, like, basically try and sexually harass her. Or he did, and then have yeah. a pass at her. So no, I had a feeling that was going to happen. So, I mean... Besides that, um, <laughs> I just think it's so funny because you're like, fucking hate Tom. Yeah. Literally, I wrote, fuck the dude she's going to work with, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now you're going to hate that I wrote this down, but I said, this girl needs to thank on whole reason she and Adam got together. <laughs> yes. Like, babe, just remember, like, you technically aren't together. There's yeah. a lot of logistics There's, here. I, the, the blurred lines, you know? Yeah. It happens in every blurred big lines. day. But okay, that's a problematic song. It is, it is a very problematic song. But I just like that one part. I know. Um, um, and then I wrote, I need a book from his perspective, which we already talked about. It would be so good. It would be. 
And I, you know what? I would actually like it if it was like a lot of the different characters' perspectives, like having Holden's perspective thrown into there, and Malcolm. So we could have seen their little date scene or whatever. Yeah, and, and I, I think I maybe would have appreciated on more, and maybe had liked her a little bit more if I got to know her, her through someone else's view. Right. Yeah, I get that. And you know, have known her. So I think it could have been really cool having Olive. Um. On Adam and Holden, mm. the the four that basically kind of come together at the very end of the book and like push the plot along. Yeah, because they do. I mean, they play very good, like very important roles yeah. in this in the story. Also, let's move on to the fact that um, we both realized that the scene with her and Tom, where Tom basically makes a pass at her and mm-hmm. tells her that she's you know. The only reason why she's successful is because she's dating Adam or he, she's screwing around with Adam and that she's not really a good scientist, that everything was kind of just done and handed to her. You know, all, all these really terrible things about her research and just devalue, devaluing her and her work mm-hmm. and basically saying, like, you know, if I do this and you're going to come and study with me at Harvard because she because if. You don't remember. Olive needs funding, mm-hmm. better funding for research. right, better funding for her pancreatic cancer research, and she asked Tom to come work in her lab in his lab yeah. for the next year. And so that way, they, like she can be supported by him. And he says yes. Yeah. And she gives him like all her info on like how she's doing her testing. right. She does a whole report and is like, "This is how I've done everything." Like the most detailed report ever because she works on it for like seventy-two hours straight. And then some. And then um, after that, her one of her papers ends up getting accepted at the conference that they went to, like the science conference. Right, and she gives a talk on it. Right. And then after that, Tom comes up to her and basically was like, yeah, it was good. And she's also like, oh, where's Adam? And he's like, oh, he's still giving his keynote speak, you know, speech or whatever. And he's like, isn't he just the worst that he always does that? And she's like, what? Yeah, he's just very, very jealous, jealous of how smart Adam is, basically. Right, how smart and how, I guess, deserving, because mm-hmm. he did, he does do so much good research, and he is, he does it well. Mm-hmm. He excels in it. And so, <clears throat> after all that, that's whenever he tells Olive, he's like, yeah, you basically have just ridden the wave of yeah, Adam Yeah, you're Carlson. only here because you're fucking him and everyone right. else. Right, exactly. And what your research actually is, it's not well developed you actually really aren't that great of a scientist i'm gonna take your work and nobody's gonna basically he tells her he's gonna steal her work yeah and he's like you gave it to me so it's not really stealing is it and he's like what the fuck yeah this and so that entire exchange is basically him saying like asking for sexual favors at the very end he's like he's like you're gonna fuck me aren't you like you fucked him and now you're gonna fuck me Right. He's like, you're going to do what you did for me, or you're going to do what you did to Adam for me. Yeah. Hold on. And you'd be nowhere without uh, Hush. Sorry, my Kirby's dog Kirby's just barking. It's okay. Kirby's, yes. He um, wants to be a part of the podcast, but he's not allowed. <laughs> he's jealous. My notes are just like, I hate men. Audacity. Disgusting. I know. I just, I can't. And, and so, like, how much could he project? He's so mediocre because he calls her mediocre and yada yada all that. Yes. Stuff. I'm like, oh, so you feel real bad about you and your little tiny mirror. Right. Yeah, obviously. And 
I he think he clearly does not do good research. No, he doesn't. Well, and then it's revealed later that he was just basically the um, the teacher's pet. The teacher's pet, right? And that's the only reason why he did anything good. Because he took over for yes the research lab from his professor right. and mentor. So he never came up with anything of his own. Right. So the professor and mentor that he took over from Har- in, at Harvard or whatever was the abusive mentor to Adam and to Tom and yeah. Holden. And Holden. And Tom would always make it look like he was protecting Adam. Right. He would set him up. asshole professor. Right. But he was the one the whole time making Adam look bad. Right. Yes. And so and Holden it, could see that. Holden is like, I can see you for you who, for who you are. Right. And Adam really never caught on to that. Yeah. He was like, no, he's. And Holden kind of mentions that to Ala at some point in the book. I think it's after he harasses her, though. Mm. Tom harasses Olive. Olive. Right. Because well, that's how no, we he, about he warns how... about her. He Holden warns Olive about Tom, yeah, but very, he but like, very secretly, right? Like very vaguely. But right. I think the more specific details of it are after Tom already harasses Olive. Ye- I think I, think I can't remember for sure. So but. I can't even remember either, and I just read it. So honestly, I think so. But either way, like I feel like that also that naive trope that goes on also is to adam too you know what i mean like, oh yeah like he doesn't see tom for who he is right and i don't know whether or not that's just like him being naive or him just glossing over the fact that like, he's like yeah whatever like yeah. guys just accepting a guy for who he is maybe sort of thing i don't know but anyways but of course after all that happens she's crying she's crying she goes back to the to the well, hotel she's in room. Her room right when that happens doesn't well, she come cr- to the room and is like, where's... No, 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 no. She... Oh, where are they? They're at the conference. It, the conference... The talk is over. Right. And he comes up to her. Oh, I thought, At a different conference I room. I they were in... She was in her room no. waiting for Adam. No, okay, no, no, maybe no. Maybe I'm misremembering. Well, either way, she goes back to the room and is crying. Crying. And then Adam comes back and he's, like, comforting her. Right. Because he was like, okay, like, it's going to be okay. Like, how'd it go? And at first he thinks it's because the talk didn't go well. He's like, right. what happened? Like, are you okay? Like, did it not go well? Like, were your slides wrong? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. And she's always, and she's super reluctant to say, like, what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And then she finally is just like, yeah, somebody was just basically saying I suck. Yeah. And I have no potential and all kinds of different and stuff. And he's pissed and, like, ready to go fight, fight someone. Like, literally, <laughs> literally ready to go figure out who the hell it was yeah, that said like, this you to have her. To report them. Like, this is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, she's like, no, I can't do this. You're like, no, 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 no. I don't want anything, like, to happen with that. And she, they were supposed to go, she's supposed to go out with, with On and Malcolm. Malcolm. And he's like, you know what? Come on, let's go. And that's when they go on their dating scene. Like, yeah, the, and they and, go and get dinner. And, like, the sushi place that... Yes. Looks real suspect. For some reason, she thinks burgers taste like taste like, like foot. feet. Yeah, <laughs> which so bizarre. You know, for some reason, literally, and she's like, "What?" But and then that whole scene is probably the most endear heart like endearing scene of the entire book, and it gives me so much joy because they're it's genuinely the just least loving each other. Scene for me. Oh, okay. I like, can't right. remember any of the dates. See, which okay. sucks. I'm like sad I can't, but he like bridal carries her. Yes, I I have that written down. I remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bridal carries her because her feet hurt. Uh I'm like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I want to be bridal carried in the rain. I go, he's so thoughtful though. FML. But then (laughs) I was like, 
I am going to lose my mind. She goes, I write, I will lose my shit. Forgot my pajamas. No. Yes. Okay. Come on. Okay. So we talked about this. The good thing is that Allie Hazelwood is good about, like, kind of acknowledging the tropes that she's doing. And, like, because she does the fake dating trope, you know. Well, she only does it in, like, well, yes, because they talk about romance movies, actually. She does. And she also talks about, like, the ground rules of fake dating whenever she goes to Carlson's office. True. And she's like, okay, so know this, know this. She's like. He's I like, forgot about that part. Right. She's like, there are parameters for fake dating. Like, Adam says that. And she's like, yeah. I mean, she's like, well, yeah, but I mean, I know the trope. So she literally yeah, says that right. as in and the then book. And she's like, no, we're going to this conference and staying in the same room. It'll only, only be, be one bed. bed. And, and he's like, like no. no. It's like two bed bedroom. He's like, like, wait, hold on. Let me show you the confirmation. And she's it like bracing for her impact when she gets there. Like, there's going like, to be only one bed. And she's like, oh, okay, there's two. She like puts the carton and she's like. Yeah. It's great. Okay, never mind. As if she's, like, not wishing that there was only one bed the whole time. Uh, yeah, the one bed but thing. I hate that she forgot her pajamas, and then he's like, oh, Another trope. my shirt. And, then and of course, because out. she's so fucking small, the shirt fits her perfectly. Like, so it is. It's so irritated. <laughs> and then <laughs> so irritated. She walks out from the bathroom in his shirt, and the unicorn the knee socks. socks. <laughs> I the all Unicorn Why? knee socks. Knee it's socks. giving childhood. And I can't stand it. It's giving forced childhood. Uh, like forced, like innocence. I, you know what I mean? I'm constantly caught between like let people like the things they like, but also like this is too much for me. Yeah, I feel it's like it's much. like unrequited like issues that are projecting and I manifesting for somebody because you just know when somebody is like being disingenuine about these things. They're like, oh my god, I love this and I love rainbows and like if it doesn't fit their personality, you just know that they're it's like trying Feels too forced. hard, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's just. It hit me the wrong way. It hit me the well, wrong way. Well, it continues because finally, all of this romantic tension and energy finally gets spearheaded in chapter 16. And I'm like, thank fucking God. Finally. I know. The sex scene. The way that he, they're kissing, right? Or whatever. And then I stop. Right. And then she's like, do you not want it or something like that? I can't well, because, exactly. okay. Well, no, he grabs asked. her hand and puts her hand on his hard cock. And I was like. <laughs> and she's like he's like yeah i'm totally not into you it's, it's like cringy and so bold but i also love it but it's just so bold oh uh, yeah it's like so you bold. kiss and then you just immediately grab the hand put it on the dick i'm like oh, oh, oh okay. okay from first base to like <laughs> halfway to home it's fine so second <laughs> reading over the sex scene again and also really appreciate that the sex scene was a whole like page like a chapter and a half almost two yeah, chapters it was, a long ch- it was a long sex scene and i loved it i think it was well deserved like it, Be- not right, well deserved after so the fact building. because i think i would have been super disappointed and very unsatisfied if this book was only like half the chapter or like it was like two or three pages or if it glossed over the sex scene after like everything. like it was a fade to black Oh my god, I would have died. I, I would have lost my shit. I think I would have thrown the book. I already lost my shit listening to it, but it would have been worse <laughs> if I hadn't. I think I would have just thrown 
thrown the book away at that point like, just done. out the window two stars at that we were point, at the beach I, I, I know we were at the beach just throws it into the, the ocean, ocean. <laughs> like fuck this shit so but no um i also thought it was interesting how he stopped whenever he she said that he, she was not very experienced yeah i didn't like that i didn't like it either i was like just because you don't have experience or maybe more less experienced doesn't mean you don't know what you want right it doesn't mean that you don't know what you want and she comes to say that she doesn't know how like what she likes Mm -hmm. because she's never had sex with somebody who she actually like loved or really like wanted to have sex with Mm -hmm. and she tells adam she's like i i like you i develop feelings when somebody i like and i know and i trust and i like and i know and i trust you and i want this and he's like are you sure bitch yeah, she I like, just appreciate that he wants the consent and everything. Right, but we I love was that. Like, don't just like like blue ball her. <laughs> <laughs> when he pulled out, I was like, "Are they really gonna end this sex scene right here? I will lose my fucking mind." Yeah, because he just mind. stops like everything, and he, he she's like, "No, no, 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 no." She's saying what she wants. Listen to her. Right, and it's like, come, come on. Like I again, we always get, we always love making sure that everybody's okay in the situation that they're in, right, in the bedroom. But at the same time, I think it's there's a line to where it's okay for consent, but it's also not okay to question. Right. Because if Don't you're both, in, that you're she's both ready into it, you're when both she's into telling it. you that, and like just because she's less experienced than you, like I don't know. Yeah, it was a little bizarro for me at that point. Yeah, but then he finally, like, he they finally becomes it. okay with it, yeah. and he like lets everything go, and um, I'm like. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but also, let's go back. There's another another thing to add to the naive thing. She's wearing green polka dot underwear. Oh, my God. Yes, She's yes, wearing yes. green polka dotted underwear. And I get Then he goes, my favorite, favorite color is green. <laughs> okay, I kind of love that, though. Like, whatever you're wearing, my the man's like, that's my fucking color. favorite color. That's, that's hot. I was that's like, hot. Well, then I love that you said Your that. favorite color is me, then. Not green. Well, whatever, you know. That's what he's saying, basically. Um, well, I'd rather him say that. <laughs> and I didn't think he was going to be, like, a take-charge dude in the bedroom, honestly. I didn't either. I thought he was going to be like, whatever you want, Olive. But I knew she wouldn't be take-charge in the bedroom, so. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Glad he, like, could be, like, chill in, real, in like, reality, in real life. And then once it got to the sex scene, he was like, let's do this. I've been waiting for A three lady years. in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't. I don't know what the other, how to do that for a guy. But anyways, <laughs> a, gentleman in, a gentleman in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. Yes. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, too. I thought the, like, the whole personality change, I, I think it fit him. Yeah. I think, I didn't expect it, but when it was written and as I was reading it, I was like, okay, yeah. No, it was yeah. good. It fit. And I feel like he's just, like, a self-possessed, confident person. Uh-huh. And right. And so, like, it doesn't, like, come overbearing in the book in, like, no. the normal scenes. But then he was able to just, like, handle it in the bedroom. I like that. Uh, yeah. After he got over himself a little bit. But, you know. I think that's <laughs> I literally so, wrote during this sex scene, not my pussy throbbing. Tori! I really hate myself. Sorry. It was so well written. She dragged it out. I was like, "Bitch, I will die." 
that's how you know it was a good sex scene it was a good sex scene it was it was it was you're like oh okay <laughs> i can't believe you did <laughs> I can believe that you wrote it. I can't believe you actually just said it. Yeah, I know. I almost didn't say it, but I was but like, you're like, I have to. I gotta throw caution to the wind. Be honest with my thoughts. This is true. You must be honest. You must be very honest. But and then he like kept calling her perfect while she was naked, and that's mm. just the best feeling. Mm-hmm. When a man says that when you're not wearing clothes. Oh uh, yeah. Because. Uh, confidence boost confidence boost from reality's ongoing onslaught of how we need to look and how we should look what the reality is but um okay so after that this this little part after him and her get together wait one last thing okay one last thing he says um uh, there's nothing he'd rather do than eat pussy and i just really fell in love with him in that moment i have to talk about my favorite moments of the sex scene okay i have them written down yeah no very fair before we skip ahead to what i think we're you're trying to say we're gonna talk about i don't well maybe i don't know i don't know but i mean very 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 fair where would you put him if you had a okay let's start a list of book boyfriends book boyfriends oh he's he's up there he's intelligent he's good in bed He's I mean, that's kind of like my shtick. That's, so. that's <laughs> the two biggest things. Oh, and he's very nice. He's very He's, like, sweet. so fucking nice. Even though he's the quote-unquote known asshole. asshole. He's really not. Hey. And I love him. Sorry. <laughs> my dog is trying to climb my furniture at the moment. So. Um, so he's up there. He's up in the top. I would say he's up there, too. Top like, five right now. I know. And, I mean, obviously, this is our first book we're reviewing. So, for the the pod itself he's number one One. right now well we'll We'll see see how he gets uh i can't wait for you to finish to listen to and finish the kiss quotient because michael larson oh my god i'm listening to that one right now oh my god oh my god (laughs) i love michael i I mean michael larson so much okay i don't i'm not super far into it yet though so no i know i don't want to i don't want to hear anything because if you say anything bad about that book I'm gonna cry. I know I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I loved it so much. Well, hopefully, I love it. But anyways, my favorite book boyfriend you already know is from Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Squire, and we have yes. to fucking read that. Yes, we will. We will. We will. But okay, let's continue on. Continuing on. So, okay, this lull between them hooking up, and then when he she finally confronts Adam and tells Adam everything about Tom, I think is weird. Because he leaves, right? He leaves a few days. Like, he leaves and she's sleeping. To go do an interview. Could do, yeah, to go do an interview with Harvard. Because he, now he's that gonna she... He's going to move kn- there. He's going to move there because since Olive's going to move there, yes. he's going to not follow. But, of course, she thinks she, he's just going because he loves Harvard and the research and yada, yada. Right. And wants to be by his friend Tom. Yeah. No. Which is dumb. Again, dumb. And the whole reason, if you don't remember that... They started fake dating together. It's because his funds got frozen mm-hmm. because he was deemed a quote unquote flight, flight risk. risk. Which let me backtrack super quick. Fucked up. How can you be deemed? Is that even a real thing? I feel like it's not because it to be deemed be. a quote unquote flight risk because you have no roots in a place because you don't have a family because you don't have kids because you don't have a house. Like I feel like that's very 
stereotypical of like things you need to be known as an adult like a nuclear family yeah the american dream of a nuclear like family at the end of the cul-de-sac with a dog named cooper yeah and i i just i don't i i really hope that's not really a thing that people are quote-unquote a flight risk so funding gets frozen from them but at the same time like why so now he's contradicting he's contradicting himself obviously because He's now taking and accepting offers and interviews from Harvard to move because Olive is going to be there for a year. And I guess the thought of her not being there for a year is unbearable for him. Yes. Unbearable. Which, okay, honestly, like, love that he did that, but it also made her confused, which is kind of dumb because, like, come on, put two and two together. Yes. Like, Maddie, before we go on too far, we have to talk about how they talk about the socks and the feet after the oh sex. my god yes i forgot i almost forgot we almost forgot i almost forgot when he talked about if she has deformed feet or something oh and my god because she's like i'm so socks. sorry for wearing yes she's like i'm so sorry about that Ugh, i know so it's a controversial talk about feet right after sex and also i told maddie this because we were talking about it a little bit before but wearing socks during sex is supposedly proven to increase the amount of orgasms or like having the probability the chance, of having right. one because your blood distribution is not going to your extremities to keep you warm and it can all be focused on yourself your yeah going to your where pleasure. right it's your going to where it needs to go yes sort of thing which again why did we bring it i, I, don't know I feel like that whole up. thing could have just been avoided yes we, completely we avoided that. we didn't need any of that yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't necessary. We just needed to move on from it. Honestly. I feel like the plot would have been um, exponentially better if that wasn't even a, a whole conversation. Oh, I do want to say too. I think Adam and Olive's conversation is just so good. Like the dialogue, oh, it's yeah, just so good. Together. They are, and they're so funny. And Adam, I just love their conversations. The banter that they the go. Banta. The banter. I've been watching a lot of Love Island, so they talk about it a lot. Um, and this is Good Books, Bad Banter. And their banter <laughs> is ba- it's A1. I really liked it. I really like their dialogue scenes and stuff and the conversations that they do have. Because it feels just so natural and just very realistic, I would say. I would say. I mean, I don't know what you think about that. I think it's realistic, too. Yeah. I mean, like, two smart people. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I think Allie Hazelwood also does a good job of making scientific terminology very layman's terms. Yes. Very digestible. Very easy. Because she kind of throws it in there, but she's also, like... It's kind of like a funny joke sort of thing. It's not, like, trying to explain something in that effect. Or at least, I don't know. I I don't see it that way. But either way. Okay. So, again, moving... Continuing on for where we left off, I think that little part, that whole scene where he leaves and stuff, I don't think that was really necessary either. Mm-hmm. Where she's like sad and she's like, oh. Well, I think it had to blah, be blah, blah. like the issue that arose that like broke them up after now that they're like together or whatever. Because she needed to think, oh, he actually wants to work at Harvard and like I can't stand in his way, but I can't work for Tom, so we're not going to be together, blah, blah, blah. And cause their that's event, true like their little fight and then the breakup or whatever. Right, I mean I guess, but at the same time I was like, <sighs> Olive, just go and just call him, just call this dude and tell him like, right. hey, just tell him what Tom did. And yes, it's like it's eating alive at you. You need like, to tell somebody. It's kind of shitty that she doesn't think Adam would be on her team. 
I mean, yes, especially, yeah, after all the time they spent together and how close that they have gotten to each other, that she's like, right, I don't know, I just, I think it's very, she's just very impressionable, because obviously Tom had an elastic impression, and she's like, well, he's never gonna believe you, obviously, and again, I guess I get it to an extent, and maybe at the time because she did see that he is a really really good friend of his and you know they have been together longer yeah that he wouldn't believe her i was like how did she not see that like even yeah after holden's warnings i can't believe that she like wouldn't believe that adam would be on her team yeah no i mean after there's a bunch of different flags that would just negate everything that Tom had said. Yeah. And I think she just really got caught up in all of it. But again, that whole scene where she's kind of missing him, trying to talk, trying to come to uh, trying to come to terms with the fact that she's never going to see him again, that she can't go work for Tom, yeah. that she's going to have to figure out some kind of diff- like alternate route and then that's whenever she goes to her professor and was like, "Hey, can you help me with this?" And she gets like other offers from her professor her, her. you're right her professor yeah. recommending her so and, okay so then what happens is <laughs> they like kind of have a breakup or whatever and then malcolm and on, on. come in to talk to her because she's been holed up in this hotel room for a couple of days by herself and mm-hmm. that's when malcolm tells them that he and holden hooked up mm-hmm. and then she's she goes on her computer to send her speech to her professor who's going to write right, her because the recommendation she, yes. letters and stuff. And that's when she realizes that she recorded everything that Tom said to her. Mm-hmm. Which I like had a feeling something like that was going to happen, right? Cuz right. like how else like she was going to need to have the proof or whatever cuz of course no one could just believe her when she says it. Right. But um <clears throat> and uh, she hands her computer to her friends and they watch the clip or listen to the clip basically of what Tom was saying to her about how she's she's like and it's going yeah like from her and of course her phone was the one to of course she forgot to stop recording so she got it which obviously good because fuck that man but but also like it's it's just easy yeah it just all falls into place Mm -hmm. sort of thing and I wish it would have been more like going to go request a certain like i don't know the tape or whatever i don't i don't know what i would have maybe like a little bit more just a little bit more complex i don't know i don't know what that yeah not saying i don't don't have per se a uh solution to this one it just all fell into place perfect i did which maybe Again, Olive it is deserved a, that. Right, maybe. For part of this book. She deserved <laughs> it to just fall into place okay. I guess. I mean, again, let's remember, she did this to herself. The fake date. Yes. So, and then, so she finally sees that she's got proof. Like, actual proof, right? Yes. And, um, and then finally on, she finally tells on. Doesn't she tell her? Or she, like... Admits um, she she like yeah. she admits she admits that like look this is what's happened and stuff like basically tells her about the situation I don't think she says it's Tom I just think she finally like kind of comes out the the fact that somebody was mean to her or not mean but like well no this is when she tells on about the fake dating because oh. she sees the video with Tom right she 
Olive gives the laptop with the video to Malcolm and uh, <gasps> to watch yes! and listen to. Okay, and then this I was is wrong. When Olive confesses that like Malcolm knew it was fake dating, but now right. I need you to know as well. Yeah, like none of this is real. And like, then this, this is, is when Anna's like, "Oh shit, I've been a fucked friend." Forcing yeah. you in these situations. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh my god, I really made you do all that, didn't I?" And then, yeah. like, everybody's like, yeah. Olive's like, yeah, and then kind of did. <laughs> and so, and then they're like, well, what are you going to do? Because they obviously both know that she loves Adam. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to do nothing. And they're like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, are, we do not need, we need that right now. need to get this horrendous man, a.k.a. Tom, mm-hmm. out of the field of science. We need to get him out of here. Yeah, right. Or so at least can't keep this take in. away some of his importance takes some you know his authority yes, something get him fucking fire that piece of shit yeah so and then we go on and then so she decides doesn't she she goes to uh she goes to a dinner, the dinner the dinner that that's an interview at. or whatever yeah and she he's like uh i have to tell you you know something and she's like what sort of thing and then he is trying to tell she's trying to tell adam and tom comes up and he's like stop listening to this bitch like She's like, just because you've been you fucking can't her, let like her, whatever, like interrupt your, you're like, you can't interview. just get out. Yeah. You just can't get up from a, like a dinner interview for the girl that you're just fucking and, or for your, the student <laughs> that you're just messing around with. And, um, sorry, Kirby has strong thoughts about this too. And, um, <laughs> he, uh, he walks up and basically says all that. And Adam is like, go. And Olive's like, okay. And she <laughs> are you kidding me right now clearly he's He's talking talking to fucking tom Tom. and then she's like tom leave and he's like oh oh and he's like you can't do this blah 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 and then all starts playing playing the the video video. and And then it clicks in adam's head he was like it was him he was the one to say all those things that's the reason why you were crying and she's like yeah she just nods about it and he goes shit <laughs> maddie just goes, got like devil eyes <laughs> goes ape shit and i love it like you touch her you're dead and he I, like slams tom against a wall yes. and it's like if you touch or say anything about the woman i love, love. and all of a like the woman you love i know yes. he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you actually and he's like he says i think i'm gonna but i'm thinking of killing you He's like, actually, I just will kill you. And that's where everybody like oh, runs yes. to take them off of each other. And yeah. I was like, ah! And then he's like, send me the video. I'm going to get this straightened out. I'm going to take care of this. And then I'm going to come take care of you. And yes. I was like, <gasps> and that's what a man does. He takes care of the problem. Then he takes care of his partner. Yeah. I just because it. you want to be taken care of doesn't mean that you are helpless. Like, no, you always want somebody to be like, like it's help. Like, right. You want someone else to like deal to with be like, on your side. Right. A lot, so you did it take off your plate is good. Right. Right. So, right. And then. OK. So I thought it was really awkward that he like gets back a few days later and they like are at the airport at the same time. No, no, no. Yeah. He, well, they come pick him up and they meet him there. No, and no, no. What happens is Malcolm and Olive fly out, but they have a layover. So they get to the airport only like 10 minutes earlier than Holden and 
Adam do because they had a straight through flight. So they oh. literally all land at like the same So they're going to go, right, right. And then Malcolm and Holden are like basically in love and planning a wedding because <laughs> he met his family already or whatever. Oh my and God, then, yeah. I was like, of course. And then and Adam are just like, hi. 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 Yeah, like, it's so awkward. I'm like, come and on. And then they all go on a date to get Chinese food. all of hates burgers. I, I, okay, also, I think it's so funny how it kind of just, like, Holden and Malcolm are automatically, like, just in love. Like, that they've been in love for the past. Like, their relationship is at the point to somebody who would be two or three years down the line. They're, like, they already met each other's family, like, sort of thing. And I think yeah. it just plays into the fact that, like, gay couples sometimes take things a little bit too quickly yeah. and i don't really like that no i wish it would have been different but it it added it was the comedic like cute really insta love yeah. sort of thing that you needed like in the in the book and it was kind of cute that they like both had a crush on each other before they like hooked up and then now they right. hook up and they're just like well malcolm we had like a flaming crush yes but yeah but i just thought it was weird how Olive and Adam literally like see each other at the airport and he's like hi and she's like hey and like yeah. I'm like come on you just <laughs> you just shared a monumental experience together and all you could say to do is hi and not that's even all their brains can handle right I now guess. after the trauma obviously the traumatic events yes of the last few but years. I thought it was so cute the Chinese restaurant was super cute and then they had the fortunes yes they have the and then they walk home and and then he's basically was like i i've loved you for a long time yeah he kind of just confesses a lot of the stuff that he's Holden been holding in hinting at. yeah and yeah, that like that he was the guy in the bathroom and she had like sort of figured that out already it took her 150 pages to figure <laughs> it out yes but at least he like finally admitted and was like yes. i've liked you since then i like you like i really like you like i'm in love with you blah 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 all that stuff and right. And that's kind of the end of it until. And she's like, I, I don't know how to do this. Remember? She's like, I don't know if I know how to do this. No. She's like, I don't remember that part. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> she really so, said, I don't know how to do this? Or was she like, like you got to teach me? No, no, no. Or... Remember how, like, okay, so you know how, like, girls were like, I just, I'm not a good person to date. Like, I don't know how to date and oh. stuff like that sort of thing. Oh, okay. So. Because remember, she hasn't been really in a relationship. Relationship. So, and then that's kind of where the story ends. And then we have an epilogue 10 months later, not even a whole year, 10 months later, that of them just as a snapshot. And they're in love. And and they're in love. And they're taking a picture of where they first kissed. Because technically, 10 months later would be a year. Because they've been dating for two. Two, yeah. So, which I think is kind of cute. But I kind of wished, I wish it would have been a little bit further. Or, like, just a little bit more information about their lives at that point. Right. It was just, just, like, a little snippet of a scene. Right, exactly. It was just a snippet of her saying, like, let's take a picture here for our one-year anniversary of how I kissed you and nearly sexually assaulted you. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Like, literally. What an interesting first kiss. I was like, come on. I want him to have like a box in his hand. A little box. With in a his little hand. ring inside. With, with like a little, like maybe like a little ring or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted like, them to get engaged at the end of it. I that. just like every, like I love stories when they're all wrapped, wrapped up, up in tight little bow. bows and packages and everything is neat and just inside and it's all happy go lucky. I just, I love it. Yeah. I love when shit happens like that. I don't like books whenever they're at the very end they're kind of like yeah make up your own 
stuff and it's like a fade to black scene mm. they're like and they were happily Leave it ever to the imagination and i kissed him and i said i love you in scene and that was the end of the book and you're like what no i need to know <laughs> my little heart can't handle this so all in all i think this book was a very good book and it made me like i said there was moments that it just made me really cringe like really like it gets some yeah. shivers you're like no i don't think i've ever read a single book that doesn't have at least one moment like that so it's okay that's true but there was a lot in this in this book it had its fair share yeah and um <laughs> oh <laughs> kirby's trying to get comfortable he looks very cute right now <laughs> he's like hopping but um but to say the least i really enjoyed it for what it was it was a cute little love story and I think everybody needs to read it if you want like a really lighthearted read. If you're maybe maybe you're stuck in a in a book slump, you don't really yeah. know what you want to read. This is a good one to get into, I think. Yeah, I think it's it just an pulls easy you read. out. You could do it at the pool. You could listen at the beach. Right. You can listen at work. Yes, I mean, um, hopefully, I yes. I actually listen to a lot of romance books at work, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, there's. I like raunchy sex scene going on and I'm like doing work and like sending an email to my boss and I'm like I should not be listening to this should not be listening to this at work it's no different than listening to music honestly that's true like music I guess like that in it so um it's so funny because I was I tell my friends at work what I'm like reading and what I'm listening to yeah and my one friend I was like oh I just finished the love hypothesis it's so good you have to listen to it and she was like, okay, I'm going to start it. And literally the next morning she came in and was like, I'm almost done with it. It's so good. I listened. I was listening on the way home from work or on the way to work today. And I'm going to listen to it right now. And when I said the love hypothesis, our other coworker literally popped up over the cubicle. <laughs> and was like, I love that book. And it was so funny. And it's also so cute. My mom was like, I'm reading the love hypothesis so Aww. I can listen to your episode on Monday. That's so and I was cute. Like, Mom, that's adorable. So she's like, you gotta give me more time to read stuff. And I'm like, well, we put up a schedule. That's the best we can right. do. Right. So later. I was just about to say that my best friend, Allie, she was like, um, she was like, Can I be a part? I'm requesting you to be a guest whenever you do the love hypothesis or just let me know whenever you do it because I love that book so much and Aww. I have so many things I have to say about it. And then when we released our schedule our reading schedule and our episode schedule um on friday so if you don't know go follow us at good books bad banter all one word on instagram and you can keep up to date with what our reading schedule looks like yes um she saw that and she texted me and she was like you're doing it first i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) melanie my other really good friend she does not read romance like she refuses to read romance she just can't do it Mm. she just She's, it's just Is not it a too vibe. corny for her? Yeah, I think so. I think it's too too corny, and she gets weirded out by the sex scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like, no, I can't do this. So, yeah, to each their own. But anyways, um, are there any final thoughts you want to say about this book? Other than just go read it, go enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it for what it is. Yes. Don't look into it too right. much. You because gotta keep it surface level, you know. Don't try and dig deep into it. But let us know. We always want to know your thoughts. So, like... You could email us at goodbooksbadbanter at gmail, mm-hmm. or you can DM us because we want to know your thoughts as well. And if you agreed with us, if there's anything you were like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize that, right. or shit that we missed, or yeah. we were wrong about, let us know. For sure. Know. For sure. And also, at the same time, I forgot to tell you this. If you sign up for Allie Hazelwood's newsletter, she sends you a like PDF copy or like the part of Chapter 16 in Adam's point of view. Oh! <gasps> 
I forgot to you tell you that. You didn't tell me this? Yes. Oh my I just God, reminded I'm you. I'm going to sign up literally right so that way, Which is the sex scene. So, yeah. Oh my God, I need his <laughs> point of view. <laughs> I know. I wonder, could she just do this whole book in his point of view now, please? Like Midnight Sun. Yes. I mean, I would I would read it over again. What would, what would we call it? The Love Hypothesis. Um, but his version. What his version? It? I guess just his version. Adam's, his Adam's version. version. The Love Hypothesis. Adam's Experiment. Adam's. It's got to be something. Adam's Splitting. Something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with, like, science. Or, like, the Adam hy- Hypothesis. The Olive Hypothesis. Something. The, ha- the Adam Split Theory. Or something like Maybe. that. The Adam's Theory. Know. Something. But anyways, all right. Anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Good Books, Bad Banter. We are really grateful that you guys are listening. Always. And tune in next week when we review and talk about Every Summer After, which I believe is the ongoing running of of Tori's favorite book of the year. Yes, yes. So you'll want to tune into that. I'm excited to talk about it. So Us too. We'll talk to you all then. All right. Well, you all have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.